The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. It's 10 minutes after 8. Thanks so much for tuning in to AM Live. And just before we get to the Forum at 8, uh, just to indicate that uh, we've been struggling to get through to um, our correspondents in the Gambia to get an update on the latest situation on that. But do stay tuned to SAFM and I'm sure as soon as we get through, there'll be updates on the news and some of the other shows as well. It's 11 minutes after 8 now. Uh, South Africa and South Africans are increasingly uh, becoming concerned about the situation regarding regarding higher education and training in this country, and particularly as it pertains to our institutions of higher learning and what is happening in that space. Now, um, some South Africans are seeking overseas opportunities to study uh, medicine, especially with a limited number of medical schools. Young people are now studying in countries such as Mauritius, China and Cuba, as Angela Bolawana reports. Renee Venkasatu is doing third-year medicine in China. She applied to South African Chinese universities because she was aware that space in local institutions was limited. So when she did not make the cut to medical school like many of her friends that obtained nine and even ten distinctions, China became the only choice for her. And at 18 years old, she packed her bags. Well, I do miss my family. I think uh, I have my days of being emotional and uh, homesick. But uh, I managed. Uh, I'm a strong person. And um, in a way, it made me more stronger and independent. So I learned to adjust to not being around my family. Like I know in me one day when I am done with my studying, um, I will be with my family, take care of them wherever I decide to work. Although she's now grateful for the experience which made her grow up overnight, her education has been strenuous on her parents' budget. She says even some of her friends have dropped out due to financial demands, an issue Caroline Naidu knows too well. Caroline studied medicine in Mauritius because she too could not afford space in a local institution. My sister was in medical school. She was in, I think, fourth year when I had gone to Mauritius. So my parents had to put two people through medical school. And just to give you... Uh, a hint, like my dad had calculated, like my sister would have cost him over the five, six years, uh, she would have cost him 250000 where just myself over the five and a half years, uh, including exam fees, uh, hostel fees, food, transport, and my studies, I came close to a million rand. The Health Professions Council of South Africa says they've picked up that more young people are studying overseas. This is because there has been an increased demand by foreign qualified practitioners who want to register to work here. The organization offers two tests for doctors, one theory and another practical-based. The organization's Priscilla Sukhonyana. When a practitioner has completed their studies, or a student actually, has completed their studies overseas, they have to first apply with the Education Commission for Foreign Medical Graduates. And this is to verify their credentials. Now, the credentials are required to to verify the undergraduate medical degree, the transcript of medical degree, internship where applicable, and also the postgraduate medical degree. In China and Mauritius, however, the periods of study is five years. 
The graduates who opt to come back write the test in turn for two years and go through a year of community service. The test, however, seems daunting. The pass rate in June last year was 42%. In November 2015, it was 30%, the same as in June the same year. The total number of candidates from 2012 to 2016 was 1,222. If you fail this test three times, you cannot practice. Caroline says she knows a number of people who have failed. My boyfriend wrote the exam uh, before me and my friends wrote the exam before me and a lot of people had failed. So I'd give you an example. If 100 people wrote, maybe 40% would pass the first part and then from that 40%, maybe um, 20 or 30% would pass the second part. So there were a lot of failures. The number of metric students who have recently obtained bachelor passes are over 150,000. South Africa, on the other hand, has 27 tertiary institutions which host over a million students. The number of those seeking to study first year far outstrips the number of spaces available. And uh, that report by Angela Bolowana. Now, the South African Further Education and Training Student Association says that it declared a nationwide shutdown of all technical vocational education and training colleges because government has been ignoring their concerns for years. They are aggrieved over delays in uh, releasing results and also the issuing of certificates. The association says that hundreds of former college students remain underemployed and unemployed as some of them have been waiting for their certificates for up to seven years now. Uh, this report by Wisani Makubele. Institutions of higher learning have become synonymous with protests. Much of the action, though, has been taking place at universities. This time around, all 50 technical vocational education and training colleges are facing a potential shutdown, but that will depend on how each of the 255 campuses respond to the South African Further Education and Training Student Association's call for a mass action. The association's president, Yonke Twani, says students are struggling to find employment without any proof of their qualifications. Each and every year students are struggling to get their results in time. They are not in a position to further their studies in terms of applying to universities because of this academic pace. They are not in a position to venture into business. We have students that exited private colleges in 2010. Some of those students have not yet received their certificate. The labor market out there, particularly the private sector, they are not in a position to employ a person with a statement of results. They want the certificate. The students say government has failed them. Apart from the certificate backlogs, they are also unhappy about alleged corruption, nepotism, weak leadership, unqualified lecturers, lack of funding and accommodation. Twani says they've been engaging the department on these issues since 2012, but nothing has come of it. This, he says, despite government's promises to address their concerns. 2015, 2016, we had a workshop with the TVET branch that is responsible for TVET colleges. Same promises. That's why we're saying we're very much tired. We've been lenient and patient for quite some time. That's why we're not taken serious. And it's a national crisis. That's why we declared a national shutdown. We're expecting all TVET colleges. Surely some will not be in a position, but we're expecting TVET colleges to start shutting down. The Department of Higher Education has acknowledged problems related to delays in the issuing of certificates, among others. It says measures that have been put in place to address these problems need to be accelerated. The department spokesperson, Madigwa Mabota. 
we determined not to let the situation go on for longer than it's absolutely necessary. And therefore, we're working with the college authorities and other relevant institutions, such as Vita, to rectify any of the deficiencies. And therefore, we call on all the students, representative bodies at the team of colleges, to engage with us and their administrations as we together ensure continuing improvement. The DA says it will write to the Chairperson of Parliament's Portfolio Committee on Higher Education to request an urgent investigation into the conditions of students at Tivet Colleges. The party says while it's strongly opposed to a shutdown, it sympathizes with the many students who have consistently raised concerns only to be ignored by government. Amuisani Makubele in Johannesburg. And uh, on the panel this morning to discuss this issue further is Joel Mamabolo, who is Deputy President of the South African Further Education and Training Student Association. Thanks for your time this morning, Mr. Mamabolo. Uh, good morning to you and good morning to the listeners. Kirimone Boka is here in studio with me from Jet Education Services, which is an independent non-profit organization that works uh, across the sectors. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you, Sakina. And also joining us from the Department of uh, Higher Education and Training is uh, the Director General, Mr. Uh, Siroj Patel. Thanks for your time as well. No, thank you. Very good morning. And I'm not Director General yet. Uh, I'm a Deputy Director General. But for this week, I'm acting DG. Our apologies for that. Now, uh, Mr. Patel, uh, let me start with you. You've heard the concerns uh, that the students have raised about uh, what's happening in the TVET sector. And essentially, at this point, they are saying that um, the sector has collapsed given all the problems that exist there. What's your response to that? No, no, no. I don't think... Uh, firstly, uh, good morning to you and your listeners and to my fellow panelists. I'm Kiriboni. Good morning. Uh, look, Tibet uh, colleges used to be called technical colleges prior to 1994. From 1994 onwards, there were FET colleges under the mandate and the operations of provincial education departments. The Tibet colleges became a national competence fully on the 1st of April 2015. Uh, we inherited, we inherited a, a system uh, in which uh, there were a number of challenges and problems. In fact, in fact, that is a specific reason why government has taken a decision uh, to give it functions and national competence. Now, uh, we are aware of and we are in possession of the memorandum from Safeta, uh, and we must say that. Uh, and uh, in fact, most of the issues that they raise are, are legitimate. Uh, we have been uh, aware of them, and we have been trying to, to deal with them. Uh, unfortunately, some of the matters are outside of our, of our control, and there are some that are within our control, and we have taken steps to be able to deal with those particular issues. So One must also... Mm-hmm. Which of these matters are outside of your control? So, for example, the uh, the, the demands that we must increase enrollment uh, is dependent on the budget that is made available. Now, in the past two or three years, uh, there hasn't been no significant increase in the budget. In fact, uh, over over the past ten years, there hasn't been a significant increase in the budget for tuition. 
However, colleges did expand enrollments uh, in, because of the demand and the pressure. They were using their own resources. Uh, uh, the department had also assisted in getting National Skills Fund resources as well as CETA uh, resources to colleges. So there's been an exponential explosion, uh, uh, almost doubling of enrollment uh, from 2010 uh, in, in, in TVET colleges. And clearly that has put pressure on infrastructure, has put pressure on NSFAS funding, has put pressure on the tuition funding because it has to be distributed to, to, more, to more learners. We've made substantive uh, submissions both to the Fees Commission as well as to National Treasury in terms of requiring assistance with dealing with the pressure. So, in terms of funding, we didn't get an ex a single cent extra uh, in terms of the budget uh, to be able to do that. There are other issues as infrastructure. It is correct that uh, there hasn't been an earmarked infrastructure grant to, to colleges. Uh, for, for almost 10 years now. However, uh, the minister has been able to secure some funds from the NSF and over this MTEF, uh, in, in, in terms of this five year of the, of the minister, we intend in completing uh, 12 uh, campus sites. So the issue basically is about, is about resourcing. Uh, in regards to things that you asked me that are not our, uh, under our control. Mm. So in terms of the growth that you are seeing there in uh, the enrollment figures, so um, you, they've risen, the numbers have risen from 325,000 in 2010 to 725,000 in 2015. Now, surely there is a planning issue here as well because uh, Minister Bladen Zimande is always also touting that people actually consider TVET colleges as options. So what is being done there? Uh, can I just correct it? The 2015 enrollment is 710,535. No, you, you're correct. Funds were made available from NSF and, and CETA, but once those funds are exhausted, uh, the intention was for us to be able to ensure that we're able to access voted money so that it is more sustainable. Now, you, you understand that you would understand that at the time when the call was made, uh, our country was in a much better economic uh, position. And now because of the economic constraints, the issue of the university fees must fall. Uh, really, the, the national fiscus is very constrained, and our requests uh, have not been able to be accommodated. Well, let me hear from uh, the student organization. Joel Mamabola, what's your response to what uh, the Deputy Director General is saying? Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, I think Mr. Patel is right. We've been meeting with them. They've been making a lot of commitments about the, this issue. And I remember the issue of certificates. We are not just dealing with a normal administrative process. We are dealing with the future of individuals here. Because uh, if you, you, you are keeping certificates of individual, it's not like keeping uh, something that will be used later. Those are in demand now. So I don't understand why, why that, that is not a priority to the department. And last night, I think last night, 
in Power FM. Mr. Patel just confirmed that a uh, lot of things are beyond their control. And I don't understand why do you take something that is beyond your control. Because if there is a workload that is beyond your control, you need to just face reality, accept the reality that uh, whatever that is on the table is beyond my capacity to handle and do the right thing. What is the right thing in your view? The right thing is to get those that have capacity to deal with the matter. Because if what you have doesn't work, get those who have capacity to deal with the matter. So who are those? Who are you proposing come in to deal with the matter and fix it? Because now uh, you agree that you have been engaging the department on this, but you are now also threatening a total shutdown. Yes, because we have realized that uh, since our meetings, we've got a number of meetings with the department and we have never developed. I can assure you that in all our meetings, we have agreed. There is no meeting that we have developed with the department. We have agreed. But when it comes to implementation, it's always a problem. And when we are speaking about uh, getting the right people, if you check now, our our certificates are produced by the same umalut that is producing the same certificates for metric. But you never had such a challenge in the Department of Basic Education. And remember the rationality and the thinking behind, behind this uh, separation of basic education and DHET was to reduce the workload so that at least there are those who are responsible for the higher education and there are those who are responsible for, 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 for basic education. But it seems that no, we haven't addressed that problem because even now we're still facing the same problem. So we're thinking that the Department of Education, they must just follow their pride, go to basic education, ask them what, what mechanism are they using so that they don't have any results because you can hardly find the metric results pending. But ours, it's annual. It's an annual problem that we have, that is recurring annually that our results continue pending. Mr. Patel? Yes, no, no, thank you very much. No, that's correct. When I responded earlier, I was responding to things that are not within our control. The issues that are within our control uh, is the issue of examination, uh, pending results, certification backlog. So Joe is absolutely correct. And he's absolutely correct that we did meet uh, a number of times. Uh, the issue of examinations is, 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 is slightly complicated. And complicated in this sense is that uh, we run seven examination cycles in the year, where there's basic education runs two cycles. That, that is the grade 12 examination. Uh, I'm talking of exit uh, examinations and the supplementary examinations. So that's, that's the first issue. So we're running seven. And part of this is sometimes uh, we are our own worst enemies in trying to balance uh, the demand for access versus the ability of the system to be able to cope. Now let me clarify that. Uh, the issue of certification has reached the top levels of government uh, to cabinet as well as to the portfolio committee in parliament. All the players involved in the examinations issue were summoned to parliament. And they include, as Joe indicated, Uma Lucy. And then the biggest fly in the ointment is the state IT agency. Mm-hmm. Cabinet has given us approval to go and develop a new IT system, which will take three years uh, in development. The next particular point is, with the increase in enrollments to almost doubling, it put 
tremendous pressure on the examination system. And the other issue is also we're trying to get systems correct in, in, in regards to colleges providing or us with full information. We have cases now where we're taking up disciplinary action against uh, particular individuals in the examination chain, where, for example, they did not provide us with the site-based assessment marks and the ISET marks, that are the practical marks. Now, with all those marks, you can write the paper, your results are not going to be uh, published. Secondly, in the cases of where there is copying and irregularities, uh, results get pending. Uh, so in regards to, to, to resulting, uh, that's the situation. In terms of certification, absolutely correct. It was almost pathetic that we inherited where almost 287,000 certificates uh, were not uh, made available. However, with the intervention of the Portfolio Committee, Uman Lucy and CETA, we were able to whittle that down to about 500. We now, with the 500 worst cases of trying to construct the history and to be able to consolidate the records. Now, you must know the issue of, of both the resulting and the certification is dependent on the IT system that is run by CETA. Well, let's just park it there, uh, Mr. Patel. We're going to come back to this one. We just have to take news headlines with Norm Samdluli. When we come back, Kiribune Boka has been agreeing and disagreeing here, nodding her head and shaking it. We'll hear from her and uh, her view as Jet Education uh, as to how they have perceived this matter. And we'll also open the lines to take some of your calls at 0891-104-208. Norm Samdluli with the latest news headlines. Thanks, Sakina. Parliament's ad hoc committee probing the SABC's affairs will this morning consider the UDM's request that the public broadcaster's former chief operating officer, Claudi Muzoneng, be called to testify before the inquiry. UDM Chief Whip Ngabayom Zikwangwa had requested that the committee reconsider its position. This came after the ad hoc committee unanimously agreed last Thursday that no further witnesses will be called to testify. A by-election is on the cards in Ward 2 in the B2 municipality in Plettenberg Bay in the Southern Cape following the resignation of a DA councillor, Wayne Craig. He's taking up a position in a family business. And as the world prepares to witness the inauguration of Donald Trump as the U.S.'s 45th president tomorrow, delegates at the World Economic Forum in Davos have explored ways in which the American society can be reunited following a divisive election season. More details at nine. Traffic on SAFM, your trusted guide to the road ahead. Now, let's get you an update from uh, Joburg. Particularly heavy traffic this morning on Witkoppen Road. Uh, just as you leave four ways and then uh, across Main and then down through the Paulsoff area, uh, it's very heavy. William Nickel from Grosvenor Crossing down to uh, Santon Drive uh, into Central Santon is heavy. Behind that, Republic Road still very bad. And the bike one this morning still under a bit of pressure between Boysons and Corlett Drive. Combination of roadworks and uh, an earlier crash scene there as well. R55 leaving Blue Hills to Kailami is still bad this morning. And a bit of traffic pressure around Pretoria 
particularly around the Arcadia side. So uh, sort of coming in on Stanza Bopapi and Pretoria Street and heading north uh, on Nelson Mandela up towards Stanza Bopapi Church Street. Uh, very heavy traffic delays there this morning. Durban's M4 is eased up, but there is some congestion as you turn on to the uh, Victoria Embankment and heavy pressure on the N2 uh, going up into Gateway. That is still jam-packed. Cape Town, a broken-down cash van on the N1 inbound uh, just around the Coburg Interchange. That's why the traffic is so heavy still uh, coming in from the uh, Platycliffe Road side. M3 is bad this morning from Constantia Main Road uh, right through to Hospital Bend. It's all jammed up. And, of course, the big uh, N1 upgrade at Belleville causing delays outbound through the Durban Road towards the Old Oak Road. And as you come inbound, queuing traffic still into that construction zone from Brackenfell Boulevard uh, down towards the Durban Road exit. Rob Byrne, AM Live, Traffic Watch. The multi-choice disco challenge is coming to Dr. Mulemela Stadium this weekend. Hashtag Asjali. On Saturday starting at 12, the team of choice tackles Abafanabe style. Later that day, Orlando Pirates will battle it out with the Urban Warriors. Three tickets to be collected at Dr. Mulemela Stadium on Thursday the 19th and Friday the 20th of January from 1 to 6 p.m. daily. Multi-choice disco challenge. Hashtag Asjali. Brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. A single pint of blood can save three lives. Don't wait to donate. Share life, give blood. It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. Thanks so much for tuning into the Forum at 8, focusing on TVET colleges this morning. Now, students have threatened to shut down the country's 50 technical and vocational education and training, or TVET colleges, this week. And it's over alleged mismanagement, amongst other things. The South African Further Education and Training Students Association says that weak leadership, corruption, unqualified lecturers, a lack of certification, and student support are some of the factors that have led to the sector's collapse. Now, the student body says the Department of Higher Education and Training has actually not been able to implement some of the resolutions uh, that were taken during some of their deliberations. Uh, let me just introduce our guest again this morning, Kiribune Boka, who is uh, with Jet Education Services, an independent non-profit organization that works across the education sector. We have Mr. Uh, Siroz Patel, who is Deputy Director General at uh, Higher Education and Training, and also Deputy President of the South African Further Education and Trading Student Association, Joel Mamabolo. And uh, uh, let me just uh, come in here uh, uh, with um, uh, Kiribone just to get your view, listening to what is going on as someone who works in this particular sector. How do you see all of this? Uh, thank you, Sakina. Uh, let me start with the, the, the point that has just been mentioned of certification, which uh, Dr. Patel is uh, agreeing to that it is a challenge to say this has been a challenge for for many years even when uh, colleges were still under provincial uh, responsibility and i think it is high time that the issue of certificate is resolved once and for all uh, i'm not saying that the department is not making any efforts in that regard uh, last year the, the in parliamentary report uh, the state uh, IT agency was reporting that they are now uh, working, uh, 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 speeding up the, the issue of uh, certification. But this need needs to be uh, communicated to colleges and to students to 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 indicate where the, the the progress in terms of certification. I also want to add the fact that you know education in South Africa is a ticket out of poverty. 
And if you take students into a higher education and you, uh, at the end of it all, there's no certificate uh, for them to go out there and look for a job, you are actually uh, not helping. You are, you are actually uh, frustrating the young people uh, knowing that the challenges that we have with uh, uh, youth unemployment, I think we are exacerbating the, the problem in this regard. And uh, mm. and some of the comments that we see actually speak to that. At Steph Gareth says, um, I regret ever going to NC Urban FET uh, TVET. It's been a year now and I'm still waiting for my diploma. KB says, um, unqualified lecturers, no results, no certificates, etc. Blades version of free education for the poor. And Sten Zama says, our education system has been extremely compromised. These TVET colleges, they seem to only be adding uh, uh, to the problem, adding no value to the system uh, overall. And then Edward Chipana says, Albert rather, Albert Chipana, it's time for the ANC to go. Seven years and students uh, were advised to make use of these TVET colleges and they've not yet received their certificates. Mfana Boem CB also on uh, that particular uh, vibe says, waiting for a certificate for seven years and that's two presidential terms. Such things shouldn't be happening in 2017. Sony says, this TVET saga is uh, the one that calls for the ANC Youth League's noisy intervention, not SAA and Praveen. Uh, Kulenyane says, uh, ask uh, the Patel guy uh, who leaks uh, these uh, engineering papers, exam papers. And uh, paper t- uh, Panama Paper Trail says, uh, TVET saga is a government problem uh, to give meaning uh, to the emphasis of varsities that have swallowed um, the meaning of TVET, hence the certif- uh, certificates dilemma. Bongam Bogazi says a change from FET to TVED made no difference. It remains a mess college and Blade is to blame for it. Stembisom uh, Kize says problems with TVED colleges is not Dr. Blade and Zimande uh, and what he is doing, but it is a failing economy and poor education that results in a chaotic mm. system. Mapaputi says uh, that's called the enemy of progress and pull-down syndrome. How do students wait seven years for certificates. Uh, so some of the comments coming through there and uh, Tulani Dasa saying um, SAUS uh, mustn't use legitimate concerns of these learners to advance anti-blade and Zimande factionalism of the African National Congress. So just some of the comments there. But um, let's also just talk about uh, the quality of lecturers because that seems to be quite a big one let me hear from you first joel what is your gripe in that regard joel yes can you come again i beg your pardon i'm talking about the quality of lecturers because this is one of the concerns that you have raised yes uh number one is that uh, the lecturers i don't know what kind of criteria are they using? Because it seems like it varies from one college to another. Because even the syllabus, even the even the syllabus that that, that are teaching, eh, it's out it's, it's outdated. It's outdated. Because now uh, you will find the lecture teaching students. For example, let me give you an example with public admin M4. There is a book that is being prescribed that says in South Africa. There are two deputy presidents in the country. 
and that thing was long in the first democratic wow. country. But you find you find a lecture standing in front of students. I'm one of the victims. A lecture stood in front of me, told me that in South Africa there are two deputy presidents. I said, This man can't even know just out of common sense that no, 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 this is not now. It's not in today. Someone will stand up and say, no, the country is spending 90 rand per, per, per prisoner in the correctional service, which is not true. And now it was the wrong information. Whoa. And that is serious. Uh, Mr. Patel, how do you respond to that? No, look, I did paint the context of where we where we come from and where we're particularly heading, especially in regards to the uh, pressure of uh, increased demand for access to Tibet colleges. So yes, I do uh, I do acknowledge uh, that we do have a uh, problem with the number of lecturers that are available. Um, uh, for example. Up to the time that we had taken over, there was not a single university, not a single university, uh, providing uh, lecturer training in the way the teacher training is undertaken. Uh, we have put in place a process two years ago with the assistance of funding from the European Union to gear up 10 of our universities to begin to provide lecturer qualifications. That's number one. Number two, Noting that we took over direct control of, of personnel on the 1st of April 2015, and we've just finished dealing with all the conditions of service and service issues, lecturer development and curriculum review are on the top of our particular agenda. So we are undertaking an audit of lecturers and to be able to, to, to see how we can bring lecturers up to date uh, in, in regards to where they are under uh, or unqualified. So then that in, means that the perception that the quality of education at TVET colleges is inferior is a correct one? Well, I wouldn't say that because our, our examinations and our assessments uh, do benchmark uh, our, our quality. So the quality is there. The issue is that uh, whether there is sufficient uh, resources. So the, the price that young young people are play, paying uh, in regards to that is the high uh, failure rate uh, and, and and the poor uh, outcomes. Are you so perhaps? One, one, are you not perhaps uh, being optimistic about the actual situation, Mr. Patel? Because you were just given a practical example of what is actually going on—the sort of things that are actually said in class. The fact that in certain instances people are taken straight out of matric and put in as lecturers at these TVET colleges—surely that would compromise the quality of education. Uh, Sakina, I was coming to that issue about the about the textbooks. Uh, look, I mean the textbook issue is is quite pathetic. But let me just give you a sketch of how colleges operate. Colleges operate almost autonomously in the same way that universities do. They have senior management, they have a council, they have an academic board. The issue of selection of learning teaching support materials is left at the, at the college level to the academic board. Now, uh, I will definitely look into this particular uh, particular one, but the issue is that not 
all our personnel in, in, in colleges are incompetent or not qualified. We have senior managers, deputy principals at academic level, and it is there where we have to ensure that systems are put in place to ensure that this does not uh, particularly happen. In regards to the uh, lecturers that you were referring to, I think, again, I think we must bear in mind that Minister of Higher Education and Training took over this function fully on the 1st of April 2015. So, yes, I think the question is, if you want to measure that the Tibet colleges are in a worse mess than FET colleges, I think we need to remind ourselves that in 2009, the, the move was made uh, in principle to be able to uh, manage Tibet colleges from a national particular level. A number of what, what, what we inherited, we inherited that colleges didn't have legal counsel. We found that there were hundreds of management posts. But Mr. Patel, by your own admission, if these colleges are in such a mess, if these institutions are in such a mess, why are you encouraging children to go there? Well, the issue is that uh, that, that's the demand and to be able to deal with the demand. And what we've done, we and, and that's part of the other issues, is we've frozen an increase in enrollment until we are able to ensure that we have the resources to be able to manage and cope uh, with the demand. Let, let me hear from uh, Kiribone. What's your view? I think I want to say that the... There are also disparities between colleges, and this makes it difficult to generalize. Like the gentleman who spoke earlier about uh, textbooks and so on uh, that are outdated, and the fact that uh, Dr. Patel is saying the fact that. Mr. Mr. Patel. Mr. Patel. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mr. Patel is is saying that. they are addressing issues of pedagogy and all, all, all those things. I'm saying there are disparities, and until such time that uh, there are some standards that are set uh, in terms of uh, teaching requirements, uh, in terms of certification, and even uh, the, the throughput of uh, colleges, uh, we will not will not move on 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 this. There will still be issues of, uh, you know poor teaching, uh, lack of lecturers, and the general quality of, of, of education in the Tibet. Mm. Uh, Tipapang says, at Maluti Tibet, uh, lecturers go on maternity leave for four months and are not replaced. Patel knows this from April last year, and yet the situation continues. Let me give you a chance to respond to that, Mr. Patel. Well, look, I'm not, I'm not aware of the specific particular case. We have an HR department that deals with these particular issues, but the delegations are purely with the principal. If there is a vacancy, the principal has the power and uh, to be able to ensure that substitutes are appointed. Well, let's take some calls. 0891-104-208. We're talking about TVET colleges. A student organization has uh, threatened to shut down the country's 50 technical vocational education and training colleges, uh, claiming that the sector has basically collapsed. And if what we are hearing this morning is anything to go by, then there are some very, very serious challenges. And I'd like to know from what you've heard, 
what is your view on this particular sector? And would you even consider sending your child there? Or perhaps you're a student uh, who is currently looking for placement. What is your take? The parents as well. Let's hear from you. 891 uh, Do you support what the students are saying? But also then, what is the alternative when we shut down? Uh, so let's talk about it. Uh, Kolani is in Mtata. Good morning. Hi, Sakina. Sorry, I, I thought I was not going to listen only, but I had to call. Very disappointed with uh, Mr. Patel's responses. In actual fact, based on what he is actually saying, he has actually, actually given, the for me to give an authority for anybody else to shut down these institutions. Mm-hmm. First, he is blaming the, that it is the responsibility of the principals who appoint the principals. It, it, that's another thing you need to look at. If they appoint somebody who's not able to appoint a right person for, for the job. The other thing that institutions like the TV are supposed to have like a hub for research and all that. Mm-hmm. If that was never done, how on earth do they expect that there would be quality of the uh, of, of results that come out of those institutions? They need to fix themselves or else him and whoever is in his team, they need to leave the office and get, then we get the right people in the right positions. Thanks, Kolani. Let's go to Peter Maritzburg. Good morning, Anonymous. Hi, how are you? Well, and you? May, may I remain anonymous? Sure. You see, you see uh, the, 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 uh, I'm, I'm calling in particular with Umkungujo of FET College. It's Chivas College. The students have been on strike last year. A minimum of, 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 of two weeks per trimester. They, all these this students, one of the reasons, they have not been paid... Uh, they are pass- what is this transport fees uh, by the, for the whole year. Secondly, I'm also a landlord and it's, uh, for, for the same college. We have to chase our stu- students out of our places because uh, the college has never paid us. We are eight, we are eight, eight, there are eight landlords there that are servicing the college. We have, we have, for the whole year, we have never received even a cent from the college. Even 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 a minimum of an explanation what is going on why are we are not for the whole year till today we have never so right now my students are in our places they and they they they, they, they are asking for accommodation we cannot offer them because we have not been paid we have never been paid some lecturers there at the, at the college they, 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 we find that there are lecturers and in the previous year they were doing N six. You see, mm. those, are the, those, those are the issues that I wanted to raise. There are three issues. Okay. Thanks so much, Anonymous in uh, Peter Maritzburg. Uh, let's hear from Sabelo in Pretoria. Good morning. Thank you, Sakina, and your guests, and those of the South Africa in terms of debate the issue. But I want to raise one, two things. is to question what was the purpose of these FET and TVET colleges? Mm-hmm. And my understanding is that it was to expose our young people to technical skills and to ensure that they, when they go to the workplace, their education is valued. Mm. I think that has been the primary focus. And if you look at the education system of this country, we have the GET band, the FET band, and the higher education. And this is one of the newest and the most challenged bands. My appeal to South Africans is that when we have a challenge with this band, let's focus on what the priorities were. Let's admit that there are challenges. I once taught there. I was once a manager there. All these challenges are relevant, but what is is interesting and we should be focusing on is not to shut down this institution because we'll be delaying time. Let's just find a way to resolve this issue.
Fortunately, we have matured guests who are admitting that there are problems. But let's not shut down the institutions. Let us focus what their people's way to expose our young people with technical skills and to the workplace. So but I think but that's how what do we achieve value. that if we don't have uh, qualified staff who are able to impart that sort of knowledge? I think it's generalization to say it's, uh, we don't have qualified staff. I was once there. I had teachers. I was managing the entire institution in the, the side of education. We have people who are qualified. It's only that we have many artisans who had never get the formal training in terms of being educators. I think it's an over-exaggeration to say we have no formal people. The appeal that I'm making to South Africans as an educator and as a South African citizen, let us be patient with the system and resolve the issues. Why I did you leave? Question. Why did you leave, Sabelo? Well, 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 we progressed. You know, I started in a school, I went to a college, and then I'm in another place. But the focus is let's find ways to resolve our challenges. SET colleges and TVET are meant to expose our young people to technical skills and the workplace, which is lacking currently. I think that should be the focus of the debate. Thank you so much, Sabelo. In Pretoria, Leslie and Naisna, what's your view? Well, I am phoning on behalf of a young woman student who my daughter sponsored for two years. She finished her examinations in 2015, and she still hasn't received her certificate. And quite frankly, I think all this discussion is a lot of excuses, and if anybody had the will to get on and do something, it would have happened already. Seven years is too long to wait. The young woman that I'm speaking on her behalf has already waited more than one year, and it is a disgrace. It's holding up her whole future career. Thanks so much, Leslie and Naisna. Archie is in welcome. Hello, Archie. Sakina, good morning. Firstly, let me say to Amine Comrade Patel there, I am a member of the African National Congress in good standing in welcome. Well, Comrade Patel, I hereby put it to you that you guys, you are sabotaging Comrade Nene Zimande. You are not doing your work. Secondly, who has been fired because of not doing his or her work there? Nobody. But to the young lion there, Ujuel, I'm saying to him, after this program, go to the nearest court and go to the nearest human rights office and report this matter so that Comrade Blade may deal with the people who are not doing their job. Because now, how can, I mean, where have the many comrades, many companies gone who could have done this certificate from good standing? I hereby propose that you, I take note of them saying they want to close up the 50 schools. But I am saying let them go to the nearest court and human rights office and claim they they should not even forget to write a letter to the presidency so that action might be done against Comrade Patel et al. Thank you. That's Archie and welcome. It's Meleng in Mafi King. Sakina, you know, it's been 22 years into this democracy and we're still talking about the quality of education. And, and, and we're not only saying this, but the same people that we elected and appointed to transform and lead, you know, us in terms of this particular sector. 
are the ones who have been standing in public and say the quality of education is not good, we need to transform. But why have you appointed them? If they go out in public and say this thing, who are they expecting to transform and make sure that there is quality in those sectors in our economy? What is their duty? What are they there for? What are they doing, Sakina? You can't have public representatives, senior government officials coming into national radios and telling us that there are problems there, there are problems in this. Why are they there? Why have you appointed them? Why are they getting paid so much money? What are they doing, Sakina? Let them explain to us. We can't be sitting after 22 years and still talking the same thing that we said before 1994. Thank you, Sakina. Thank you so much. Itu Mafi King, Yanush in Cape Town. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Sakina. All the best in season. Sakina, we have to drastically change the situation where the private, private, uh, 